Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. In today's show, I'm going to tackle a question that came to me from a listener and often gets asked in sessions with clients. And, uh, and I think all around, it's a very relevant question when it comes to relationship, particularly if it's a relationship where you're not so sure if it's the right one for you. And the question is something along those lines. It's how do I know if this person is the right person for me? It's a great question. And in some respects, the answer to it depends on your situation. And it's also something that we could talk about for a long time, longer than a single episode here on the podcast. However, I want to give you a few ways of looking at the question that will hopefully be helpful for you if you're asking yourself this question, is my partner right for me or is this person the right person for me? And uh, if you're not asking yourself that question, then maybe you should. No, just kidding. If you're not asking yourself that question, then maybe these uh, ways of looking at it will also help reinforce the decision that you've made to be with the person that you're with. So, uh, before I get started, just want to remind you, last week, we had an awesome episode with John Gray. He's the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and I brought him on the show to talk about his most recent book, Beyond Mars and Venus, which is an update to his approach to dealing with biochemistry and the way men are in relationship and the way women are in relationship and how that relates to their hormones and their biology. We talk about stress and its impact on your relationship. We talk about nutrition and how to help your relationship through the way that you eat and supplement. And uh, it's a pretty far-ranging episode. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, please do. I also wanted to let you know that next week, we're going to continue the conversation around biology and love with Helen Fisher, who is the author of The Anatomy of Love. She is also a featured TED talker, and uh, we are going to have a great conversation that I know you'll enjoy. So stay tuned for next week with Helen Fisher. Okay. Now let's dive in to this question. Is this person right for me? Now on the surface, the way a lot of people would answer this question is if you're asking yourself if your partner is right for you, then they probably aren't right for you. And while there are some situations where that may be true, where you're just getting a loud and clear message from your gut that this just is not the person for you, and we'll talk about that in a moment. I think it's more often the case that it's more nuanced than that. And that's, of course, why we get caught in this potentially agonizing situation of wondering, is this person right for me? How do I know if they're right for me? Well, that's a good next question to ask, which is, how would you know if this person is right for you or not? One thing that's really clear is to figure out, does this person that you're with want you to be fully you? 
Now, this is a theme that's come up on this show again and again, because I want you to be fully who you are in the world, to shine brightly. And I want your relationship to be a source of even more brightness so that it amplifies who you are in the world. It amplifies what you do on your own, and it amplifies what you're capable of by being in partnership. So that's what we aspire to. But... A lot of relationships don't start out that way. In fact, my relationship with Chloe didn't totally start out that way. It can take time to evolve past your dysfunctional patterns of communicating, your dysfunctional ways of relating, your codependency, your stories about the other person. And that's so often what happens, right? You meet someone and they seem amazing. Most of the time, we get involved with people because, at least initially, they seem amazing. That's not always true. But you get involved with them, they seem amazing, and you start creating this story in your head that's part truth and part fiction about who you think this person is and who they are to you. And then over time, you may start to realize that some of what you thought might be true isn't exactly true. And now you have to decide if you want to be in love with and be curious about the person who actually stands before you or if you're going to throw in the towel because they don't quite measure up to what you thought they would be. So that's one important nuance. The uh, Actually, that's two. Uh, the first being, does this person want you to shine brightly? And if there's some, there might be some challenge around that. For one thing, jealousy. Um, because often when we are shining our brightest, that's also not only when we're most attractive to our partner, but it's when we're most attractive to others out in the world. So there's this opportunity, maybe I shouldn't call it an opportunity, but there's this opportunity for your shining in the world to create problems for your partner because it makes them jealous. So um, that being said, that's something that you can actually get over. So if your partner doesn't already want you to shine in the world, then do you think that your partner would be willing to do what it takes in order to support your shining in the world? And like all the questions that I ask here on the Relationship Alive podcast, it's also helpful to turn that question on yourself as well. Do you foster your partner shining brightly in the world? And if not, why? What's getting in your way of supporting them and being fully who they are? Now, one place where this is hugely important is in the level of honesty that you experience in your relationship. Now, I can tell you from personal experience that the more honesty you have in your relationship, and I'm not talking about brutal honesty where you just say whatever crosses your mind, but I'm talking about being honest about the things that truly matter to you and that you know would truly matter to your partner. The level of honesty in, in your relationship, the more of that you experience, then the more intimacy you will be able to experience with your partner. And so if you are not allowing your partner to shine brightly and they're not allowing you to shine brightly, then the odds are that you are also not fostering a climate of honesty and truth telling in your relationship. So 
again, these are things that don't necessarily mean that the other person isn't right for you or that you're not right for them. What it means is that there could be more work to be done. So these are important questions to be asking yourself because if you're asking the question, then you're past the point where you're just coasting along on like honeymoon love hormones or um, or on, um, you know, doing it because you're supposed to do it or whatever reason that you were in the relationship without questioning it before, um, you know, apart from it just already being amazing. And so you're not questioning it because it's superb. Um, so apart from that and congratulations, um, you are questioning it because you're past the point of just coasting. And it's worth asking those questions because those questions actually help your relationship get to the next level. And you're only going to get to the next level if you're willing to work at it. So that's another question to ask yourself and ask of your partner is, is this partner, is this person willing to put in the work? And the work could mean uh, being willing to support you when you're going through a hard time in calling you on your shit. Um, or it could be looking at themselves and recognizing the ways that they contribute to whatever the problem is in your relationship. So are they willing to see themselves that way and actually put the effort in? Now, this is a good moment to also say, are there any clear warning signs? So if you are in an abusive situation, then not only should you be asking yourself, is this the right person for me? You should probably be telling yourself, this is not the right person for me. And you should find a safe way to get out of the relationship. Um, it's possible to heal um, within the context of a relationship where there's some emotional abuse, um, you know, because things haven't been going well for a long time and there's a lot of anger. It's possible to heal that if you get help. Um, but it's a dicey situation, and I definitely recommend that you get help to get some more insight into what is going on in your situation and to find a way to do it safely. Um, so I, I just wanted to put that out there, that when, I, when we're talking about these questions, we're actually talking about more nuanced situations where there's some gray area. But I come down pretty hard on this. If If you're being abused in some way, then... It's probably not the right situation for you. Um, okay, I'm going to leave that at as it is right now. So what else could you be considering? Um, so beyond what I was saying before, are there any other warning signs? Like, is this person especially secretive? Or on the flip side, did this person without even really knowing who you were, just decide they were all about you no matter what, without even really knowing you or letting you know them. Because it, it's possible to rush the commitment a little bit. Um, now, it makes sense to do that on some level because the real discoveries in relationship happen when you feel safe with your partner. So... By all means, if you see someone and you know you're interested in them, 
go ahead and commit, but don't have illusions about your commitment being like, oh, I'm making this lifelong commitment. You want to be committed, though, to your choice to be with that person so that you can fully experience who they are in the safety of your relationship. So, you know, unless you're in a a polyamorous situation or you are both in agreement that you're just dating casually, dating each other and probably dating other people, then on some level, you'll get to that point in your couple bubble, as Stan Tatkin calls it, where you want to nail down the safety so that you can be more vulnerable, more honest, um, and really and, and experience that from your partner as well. So is your partner willing to commit to you? to be in the process with you, commit to showing up, commit to not shutting down, commit to acknowledging when they're triggered and figuring out how to move past it. You know the drill. These are things I've talked about before. And it's not easy. I mean, Chloe and I, I think you may recall that I've I've talked about the seven-week course that she and I put together. It's called Thriving Intimacy. And over the course of seven weeks, um, we have a series of lessons that goes through this entire hierarchy of how to be in an amazing relationship together. And... Um, and it takes time and energy to actually grow your skills in how to be really relational and really intimate. And and I can vouch for it being really fun, too. Even when it's challenging, it can be fun. And in the end, if you're like me, then you probably, you probably want someone who is willing to show up for that. Now... I offer that with a a little grain of salt, which is that if things have been really challenging in your relationship, they may not be so willing to show up for the glory uh, right now. You might have some repair work that you have to do in order to get to that point. So be honest with yourself. Is it a matter of putting in some energy around repair and being really intentional? And would your partner, if not be willing if not being willing to like aim for the stars with your relationship would they at least be willing to put in the time and energy to repair what is probably so obviously not quite right between the two of you because the odds are that if you're having questions then your partner is also probably having questions now you may be polarizing a bit where you have questions and they're like totally in or on the flip side, you're totally in and they have questions. Um, that can be a bit of a, a polarization that you can get beyond um, by having some really honest conversations with each other. Again, that could be a good place to get help as well in navigating those kinds of conver- conversations. So this is a whole series of questions around, is this the right person for me? And honestly, I could go on and on because there are a whole host of great questions that you can ask yourself or ask of your partner or even better, ask your partner directly. There are some core things that you can, that you can also consider. Are you similar in terms of your values? What is really important to you in your life? Is that also important to your partner? 
you can have some differences in values, but if you have differences, you have to at least be able to appreciate the other's perspective. However, like big divergences in values and a lack of appreciation of each other's values, that's a sure recipe for tough times ahead. So that's another good one. Another obvious one is the presence of any deal breakers. Do you want to have children, but your partner doesn't want to have children? Do you want to live in the remote desert and your partner live, wants to live on the coast? There are those kinds of things that um, might seem like preferences at first, but it's good to probe them to find out if deep down there's actually a deal breaker that keeps you from being compatible with each other. A lot of people spend lots and lots of time wishing that deal breakers were different and um, instead of just accepting the reality. And that can be really hard because you can really love a person and they can love you intensely. And I'm going to venture to say that that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be together. It certainly helps. But if you love someone and yet deep down in your core, you want something different than they do, then you either have to be really clear with each other about who's going to compromise and that has to be totally okay, or it might be worth finding a loving way to separate. Only you know the answer to that. And if you're in a relationship, especially a long-term partnership, I suggest not trying to make that kind of decision on your own. You want to talk about it with your partner. And again, get help. Um, I offer coaching. There are lots of great therapists out there. Just make sure that they specialize in doing couples work and that they're really good at not taking sides, that they see themselves as truly there to help you facilitate the communication that's happening between the two of you and see the best in each other and foster possibilities. And that's, that's what you want in a couples therapist, not someone who's just going to agree with your agenda or with your partner's agenda. Okay, that was a little tangential, but important. So how else do you know if this person is the right person for you? Um, I am reminded that I had a great episode on the podcast with Ken Page, who wrote the book Deeper Dating. And while it is about dating, it's also a great book to read if you're in relationship because it's all about how to get in touch with your authentic self, who you are deep down in your core, and also how to foster attraction either in your dating life if you're single or in your relationship, how to foster attraction that's based on what inspires you as opposed to, uh, he, he calls it attractions of inspiration instead of deprivation. So uh, my episode with Ken Page was episode number 30. So if you're looking to catch up on back episodes and you haven't heard that one yet, check out episode 30 with Ken Page. That's one of the only books that I've read for the podcast, by the way, that actually made me cry. And I think that I, I also had kind of a, a spiritual experience from reading that book. So I definitely recommend it. Anyhow, here we are. We're about 20 minutes in. And as you can see, it's not a simple question. 
But there are ways of asking the question that are helpful. Um, and as I mentioned, it's also important to make a clear choice. So if you are wondering, it might be helpful for you to decide that you're fully in and maybe to give yourself a deadline at some point out in the future and just say, all right, I'm going to be fully in until, you know, for the next six months. And during that time, I'm going to not go in this mental spinning around whether or not the person is right for me. I'm going to put that to rest. And, you know, as Chloe and I say, we're, we're going to close circuits on that for now. And that will free up so much energy for you to to import uh, to explore the deeper questions about why you are or aren't relating with your partner because those are the things that are at the heart of why you're asking yourself that question in the first place right so set yourself up to succeed so that you can do the work without constantly having your own questioning get in the way so that's another option for you um it's amazing the power of choice uh, you can even choose to not be in the relationship and see what that does. Does it feel totally light and freeing and you feel amazing? Or do you feel a loss? I think I've even told you about how Chloe and I, in, in the early stages of our relationship, we broke up a few times. Um, and that experience for me was often one where I got extra clear on just how much I wanted to be with her and how much it was my own shit that was getting in the way. Um, it's so easy to project it, you know, on the other person. So um, it gave me an opportunity to really see myself clearly. And that's another really important thing around asking yourself this question. And I know, I know that's something I've touched on here before is to be asking yourself those same questions so that you know that you're showing up fully in the way that you want your partner to be there with you. I think I'll cover one more thing uh, and, and then I'll, I'll let you rest with these things and hopefully they've been helpful for you. Um, the last thing that I wanna leave you with is this could be an opportunity for you to get really clear on what you want in relationship. So I invite you to take a little space for yourself. And I don't mean, you know, telling your partner that, you know, you're not going to see them for three days. I just mean carving out an hour or two. You might need more than that to sit and breathe and to envision the way you want your relationship to be. What are the qualities of relationship that are of the utmost importance to you? And what are the qualities of relationship that would be nice, but, you know, aren't essential necessarily? And what are the things that you don't care much about? And particularly if you're in any sort of painful quandary, um, you'll probably have a lot of things that come up where you'll, you'll list them and you'll be like, you'll immediately say, well, my partner isn't that. So try to leave that um, judgment out of the equation for the moment. Just make your list. And feel into it. You might also take the next step, which is asking yourself, who would I have to be in order to experience this in my relationship? So if what you want is um, total honesty, 
um, then you ask yourself, like, who would I have to be in order to foster this total honesty in my relationship? You might see the ways that you're actually hindering your partner from being truthful with you or vice versa. Um, if you want a really balanced sexual life with your partner, um, who would I have to be in order for that to happen? What would I have to be willing to look at or change? Or in what ways would I have to be willing to be vulnerable? So step one is make your list. Step two is who would I have to be in order for this to be possible? And that in and of itself can often evoke quite a bit of change in the dynamic of your relationship because you will start to make those shifts just by being aware of them. And then lastly, once you've gotten really clear on it, then I invite you to find a safe way to communicate with your partner about that list. Not in a way where you like show them the list and you, you know, like you get an A on this on cooking me dinner, but you get an F on, you know, sensual massages like you don't want to do that. But to look for a way to actually communicate with your partner so that they feel invited into the conversation. Because in the end, if you want that person to be the person, then you're going to look for ways to make them, to help them help you, if that makes sense. You want to help them show up for you. So this might be a good time to also do a la one last little plug for uh, my communication guide that's all about the top three ways to improve communication in your relationship so you can have that kind of conversation. If you want to grab the communication guide, you can go to neilsatin.com slash relate. That's R-E-L-A-T-E. -E, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions and I'll send you a link so you can download the communication guide. And the, the tips in that guide are very easy to put into practice and they will help you have this exact kind of conversation that I'm talking to you about. And it can be helpful in some instances to have a conversation with your partner about how you're not sure. That one can be a little dicey because having that question is bound to make your partner feel unsafe. So you have to be judicious around when you decide to have that conversation. If you can have that conversation in the spirit of, I really want us to be together and yet these things are confusing to me, can you help me work through this? Then then you're going to have a great conversation, especially if you're paying attention to uh, how your partner is doing in that conversation. But if you're just going to beat them over the head with your uncertainty, it's best to do a lot of that um, thinking on your own or maybe with a, with a coach or a therapist. So you can get really clear on what you want in relationship, get really clear on what you want to need to be in order to be that. And then finally, you can bring that to your partner and hopefully craft together a vision of what it really could be like together and aspire to that together. And that's often an important part of taking your relationship out of ambivalence and into the present of enjoying each other and uh, and a equally if not more enjoyable future that's my hope for you 
So I hope this has been helpful for you. As always, if you have questions or you want to get help uh, working through this stuff, either alone or with your partner, please reach out. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. And uh, I don't answer every email. I'm just going to let you know that right up front. But I do read every email. And uh, if you are interested in working together, then you will definitely hear back from me promptly. Um, And you can also join the conversation with the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Just do a search for us and click join. And assuming you're an okay person, we'll approve you to join the community. And you can meet the close to 500 at this point other people who are there to chat about relationships in the podcast. And you can also join the conversation in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Just search for Relationship Alive community, click join, and assuming you're an okay person, we'll let you in. So that's about it for this week. Again, it's been great to be here with you. I love this time together every week. It's really fulfilling for me, and especially when I hear from you about how the show is having an impact in your life how it's helping your friends, your family, your partner. And uh, that's always great to hear. And I will see you next week with Helen Fisher. Until then, take care. Mm